0: Well, good morning. Good morning. Let's, uh, let's open up with a word of prayer. Gracious Father, Lord, uh, we have so much to be thankful for. Everything we just sang about and so much more, Father. May that be in our hearts this morning as we, we follow the theme of, of thanksgiving. Lord, I pray that you would uh, uh, just speak through me, Father the message that you've uh, laid on my heart may your holy spirit uh work in and through me and lord um, uh, use it in any way that you would like and in our hearts including mine father we just uh, thank you for what you do thank you for your presence here uh this morning it's in jesus name i pray amen well it was uh, a few months ago that uh, i offered to pastor jason to uh I'd be glad to give him just a, a brief uh, respite from preaching every Sunday morning, and uh, he works very hard preparing uh, uh, his sermons week in and week out from the scriptures, uh, both challenging us and, uh, and also encouraging us, and he does a phenomenal job. Would you agree? Say amen if you agree with that. Yes. So he deserves a break now and then, and the good news is you're only stuck with me for one Sunday, all right? So uh, that's the good part. The toughest part about preparing a, a one-time sermon is, is just you know, figuring out what you're going to speak on. And uh, so I went to the Lord in prayer and uh, asked for his help. And um, what God has laid on my heart is not your, not your typical expository sermon, although there will be plenty of uh, scripture in this message uh, this morning. But a good part of, uh, of this sermon is going to be personal testimony, including uh, thanksgiving to God for his goodness and his faithfulness to his word in, in in my own life. Now, after my sermon, you will have uh, an opportunity. I hope you saw the the uh, the email that was sent out. Uh, an opportunity to share a testimony of Thanksgiving, um, if you would uh, if you would like to. Um, so, of course, not as long as my sermon this morning. All right, otherwise we'll be here to who knows uh, who knows when. But um, be ready for the opportunity to share a brief. Testimony of, uh, of thanksgiving for how God has been good to you, and how He has blessed you. Psalm uh, 100, verse 4 says, "We are to enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, and bless His name." So we'll do. We'll do just that um, after the sermon this morning. So you can see behind me, the uh, the title of my message is "Seeking God's Will with Thanksgiving." And uh, you know, an attitude of, of thanksgiving in our hearts is a very important part of, of discerning and, uh, and living out the will of God. And uh, I want to start with a passage of scripture that, that really, uh, really emphasizes this point. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, God laid on my heart from the very beginning as I began to think about what I would want to preach on this morning. And Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is one of the most powerful and practical passages in the New Testament for the life of the believer, at least in my opinion. And it comes with a great promise, the peace of God. How many of you this morning would like Experience the peace of God. Raise your hand if you would like to. I sure hope every hand would go up. I certainly would like the peace, the peace of God. In fact, right now I'd like the peace of God. <laughs> and yet, how many times do we, and, and I include myself, in that, in that we ignore the application of this scripture in our lives and instead choose to worry and to fret about circumstances in our lives? When God brings or allows challenging circumstances in our lives, this passage should be, and really biblical practice of life, should be our first go-to. But so so often our first go-to is to worry or to anxiety. You know, that something bad is going to happen, and we may even start preparing for the worst. Or maybe it's avoidance, like I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to hope that this just goes away. Well, there's many ways that we respond to challenging circumstances in our lives, but Paul teaches us to choose prayer instead of anxiety and worry. The word petition here really emphasizes requesting an answer to a specific need. God wants us to be specific about what it is that's causing our worry and anxiety. And thanksgiving refers to the attitude of the heart that we should have as we seek the will of God for our life circumstances. And if we choose to ignore this exhortation, we, we risk missing out on the peace of God in our hearts and our minds and, and can become vulnerable to wrong thinking, which then leads to further stress and further anxiety, poor decision-making, and a whole host of bad things that can happen. And then what about circumstances that come into our lives that seem like a great opportunity? It could be equally as bad to make our plans without asking God if it's his will for our life. James uh, has something to say about that in, in his epistle. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17 says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, Spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not, not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is God's will, we will live and do this or do that. I want to share an illustration uh, this morning, kind of a testimony but a negative illustration of my own life of how terribly things can go wrong when we make plans without involving God and we ignore Paul's exhortation to seek him in times of anxiety and worry. Now, I have to be honest with you, I don't particularly like sharing about my failures and mistakes, but uh, the Holy Spirit really impressed upon me that perhaps, uh, perhaps sharing about my failures and mistakes you know, can help somebody else avoid the same or a similar path. So here we go. I had, uh, I had worked in, in a secular job for my entire work career up until about 12 years ago, and um, I was approached by Spring Arbor University about uh, developing a curriculum, actually a, a really a program, um, in my professional field. Uh, my professional field is, is uh, broadly education, but more specifically health education. And this opportunity also included being an adjunct instructor, you know, to teach a lot of those classes that, that I would develop. And uh, I had at that point uh, worked in my career for over 25 years, and I developed a Christian perspective and, uh, and really applied Christian principles in my work. And so I felt really confident that, uh, that I could do this. And I was approached by the department chair at, in uh, the exercise science department uh, To uh, consider this opportunity. The other thing I realized is, you know, the extra pay would help. Um, uh, I have a good sized family, and, uh, you know, it would help uh, make the budget uh, be just a little less tight. So everything looked good. It it looked great uh, to me. Um, And I reasoned that this opportunity, it must be from God because it, you know, it was so good, so right, and so I assumed it must be His will for me. Now, mind you, I never asked God if it was his will for me. I just assumed it was his blessing of opportunity. You know, and sometimes blessing of opportunities, um, you know, can be tricky, can't they? And uh, now my wife, my wife didn't see it the same way as I did. Uh, Men, does that ever happen to you? You have this great idea, this great plan. God must be blessing us with this, this opportunity. But her wife say, ah, I don't know about that. Of course, she was concerned about how much time it was going to take <laughs> to pursue this opportunity. And, um, and I tried to assure her everything would be fine. Now, keep in mind, this would be uh, work that was on top of my full-time job. But, you know, I was used to doing extra work. I, I had done side jobs before to help make ends meet, and I was just sure that, that would be no problem. And so I moved forward pursuing this seemingly great um, opportunity. Well, right from the get-go, there were deadlines for submitting a program proposal, um, a course syllabus for seven classes uh, that would, be, would make up this program, and I was burning the midnight oil, as they say, furiously creating these courses to, uh, in order to make a deadline. But I got over that hump, okay? So I said, here we go. This is, everything's going to work out great. Program proposal was accepted. I was as hired as the primary instructor for each of the courses, or not all of them, but some of them. And, um, you know, even early on in in the program, um, my classes were were growing in terms of uh, uh, class size. But I was also spending more and more time, you know, maintaining a a growing program. Uh, By this time, I was teaching and advising students. I was recruiting new students, And again, uh, this was supposed to be a part-time job. I knew going forward that that this would not be sustainable. So I had another idea. And um, I shared with the department chair. I said, you know, you really need to consider hiring me full-time to do this if you want this program to continue to grow. And, um, you know, it wasn't too far, actually, at the time where I was able to retire from... uh, uh, my job that i have been working for over 25 years, and um, so I could draw my pension and, and I could start doing this full-time. And uh, the department chair, he was open to the idea, but it would take some time you know, to make something like that happen. Uh, administrators don't make those decisions in a vacuum. And uh, so because of the enrollment success, once again I assumed God was blessing the program and that it would certainly be a reasonable expectation that God would, would, uh, you know, would bless this plan and this desire that uh, I now had for working in full-time Christian uh, ministry. So I plowed forward, expecting God to bless my plans, to grow the program to the point that Spring Arbor University would see the need to to hire me full-time. Well, as you might guess, this plan wasn't working very well for my marriage wasn't working very well for my family either. created a great deal of conflict between my wife and I, and and she justifiably felt neglected. And um, I didn't have time for her, and I didn't have time to spend with my family. And even when I was with my family, even though I was with them physically, I wasn't always there mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, like a husband and a father need to be. Moving forward a little bit, around 2015, about five years into the program now, and the university as a whole starts experiencing a drop in enrollment overall for the university, especially in the departments where students in my program came through, which was education and exercise science. And my previously growing program started to uh, lose enrollments of students very quickly, actually. And my dream and my self-developed plan of a full-time position was falling apart. Well, by this time, the stress in my marriage was, was at an all-time high. All due to the time I was spending trying to fix this problem, I personally started to become anxious every day. And uh, I didn't know what a panic attack was <laughs> until, until that time in my life. And uh, it, was just, it was a very, very stressful time. Um... I personally uh, you know, was not walking closely with the Lord like I should have been. And everything I tried to do in my own strength uh, to save the program failed. It was very interesting. Before it all came to a screeching halt, I, I had actually come up with a, an idea that maybe I could develop a new program and uh, use some of the classes that were in my current program and, and target you know, a different audience. And, uh, you ever heard of the definition of insanity? Yeah. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different differences. That's where I was. And, um, in desperation, I had gotten to a point of irrationality, confusion, and conflict in my heart. And, of course, uh, I didn't blame myself, right? I blamed others, um, and of course, I blamed God as well, and uh, you know it, it. It was it was one of the saddest times, really, in in, in my entire life. Um, there was a great quote I came across in, in my preparation for uh, this morning that really speaks to uh, my whole situation. Um, it's from Oswald Chambers, the great Scottish evangelist, and. Um, Christian author and uh, he says don't plan without God God seems to have a delightful way of upsetting the plans we have made when we have not taken him into account we got ourselves we get ourselves I should say into circumstances that were not chosen by God and suddenly we realize we have been making our plans without him that we have not even considered him to be a vital living factor in the planning of our lives and yet, the only thing that will keep us from even the possibility of worrying is to bring God in as the greatest factor in all of our planning. Philippians four six says, "In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God." Had I approached God in prayer and said, "God, thank you for this opportunity that uh, that you've brought my way." It seems like a good fit for me. But, but I know, uh, I want to know, is it your plan for me? Is this what you want me to do? Or when the enrollment started dropping and the anxiety started setting in, um, I could have prayed, Lord, Lord, thank you for the circumstances that I'm in. Would you show me what you want me to do? How do you want me to respond uh, to this? Do you want me to step out? What, what exactly do you want me to do? Help me to know your will. You know, all along, God was trying to get my attention through the stress, through the conflict that was being created, through my carrying out my self-developed plan and dream to work in Christian higher education. And I wasn't listening. And I nearly destroyed my marriage, destroyed my family, pursuing a dream for full-time Christian ministry and work, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. But what... I had intended for good had now gone very sour. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 aren't the, aren't the only verses in Scripture that talk about the importance of, of prayer and dependence upon God for seeking His will and His blessing. Um, there, there are many more. And let's take a look at a few of them. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord. Let's see, I guess that's not up there. Hold on here. Looks like I lost control here. Uh, Rich, can you help me out? Great. Uh, one more back. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Oh, oh, I have it on my. There we go. All right. Don't we love technology? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. I was ignoring this biblical wisdom. Uh, by planning my life without God, trying to set my own path, which would never materialize because it, it wasn't God's will uh, for my life, at least not at that time. At, that, uh, at any point in time, but especially you know, when I had experienced anxiety and conflict and conflu- confusion, I could have turned to God in prayer and in humility and confessed my sin of doing it my way instead of doing it his way. And, uh, and I could have gotten back on his path. But uh, I'm very thankful now that I can look back and in hindsight that uh, God used this difficult and stressful experience in my life to teach me um, this very important lesson. Go to the next slide if you would, uh, Rich. Psalm 143.8 says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you, Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. That's the attitude of the heart God wants us to have, especially when we're making plans for our life going forward. And the next slide, Psalm 37, five says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And then one more verse. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. All right, so fast forward, if you would, with me to July of 2022. I received a phone call on a very busy day at work. I work remotely, so I work from home, and um, I was in the middle of something, so I couldn't answer it, but there was a voicemail message that was left for me, and I thought, oh, it's probably somebody just trying to sell me something because I knew my wife was home and my kids never leave me a voicemail message, right? They only text me. But I needed a break that day. And so I thought, I'll I'll listen to this message, even if it is somebody trying to sell me something. Um, And so I sat down to listen to the message and it's the school administrator from Jackson Christian School. His name is Todd Barney and Uh, I've known Todd for for many years. Um, Our children went to Jackson Christian School together, and uh, two of our kids were very close friends with uh, two of their uh, kids, and so uh, we spent time together with their family uh, over the years. Todd and I uh, also coached track and field together, and uh, I thought we did a really good good job together, and I'm like, okay, what's Todd calling me about? And uh, he said in his message that he was looking for a new elementary principal, school principal. And uh, he was asking God about this and he felt compelled to, uh, to call me and let me know and that he thought I would make a, a, good, a good principal. Now, he also added, I know it might be not be on your mind, but I wanted to put it there <laughs> and, um, and see if you would be interested. And so I'll talk with you later. Have a great day. Not a very long message, like very short, succinct message, straight to the point of, uh, of what he was calling me about. And I recalled uh, that I had seen Todd just a few weeks before, and he had mentioned this elementary uh, uh, principal position, uh, that he was looking for a new elementary principal, and I told him that uh, I tried to help him find somebody that he might consider. <laughs> it was not even on my radar, just went, right over over my head so so what do you do when someone you trust and have great respect for approaches you with a request to consider changing your your life's direction and rather quickly it was late july and so the school year was very soon getting ready to start in august and after all i had been through with the spring arbor university deal i'm like this feels like deja vu you know what i'm saying um, to add to this, I had literally just a few months before had been meeting with a, a Christian financial planner um, to help help me plan for my retirement, and uh, had this great plan all laid out about when I could retire, and um, a new career was not part of that plan. <laughs> so I'm thinking, all right, Lord, what are you doing here? And um, you know, after the Spring Arbor experience, I didn't think really that God wanted me to even work in Christian ministry. That's probably part of the reason I didn't even think that Todd was talking to me about this elementary principal position like he might be considering me for it. And so um, you know, the fact that, that, that God the Holy Spirit had you know, directed a trusted friend and a, and a godly believer to speak to me about this job it, that demanded at least my, my prayerful consideration. Well, unlike the, the the Spring Arbor University opportunity, this time I took it to the Lord immediately. And I thanked Him for bringing it to my attention, and I prayed and I sought His will. Todd and I met uh, uh, to talk about the position shortly after, and uh, it was a really good meeting. Uh, but I told him, I said, Todd, I said, I can't make this decision quickly. I know you need somebody real soon here, and I said, I need to pray, and I need to seek counsel. Uh, and be sure that this is what God had for me. And he totally understood that. Well, it was right before um, our, our family vacation up at uh, Gitchigumi Bible Camp. Almost every year we go up to Gitchigumi Bible Camp as a family and uh, I call that my happy place um, because it, it really is a, a time that I, I really can draw close to God. I can put aside all of the work and ministry responsibilities and just really focus on the Lord and my family. Um, and so the, the timing was really good for this. And um, I, I could clear my head and, and really think about this. Well, this time um, I talked to my wife right away. And I really listened to her this time. And, and I listened to the concerns that she shared. And, uh, and I said to my wife, you know what? I said, if you don't want me to pursue this, I won't. I will, I will step away. I will, I will walk away from it. So I didn't try to convince her. I just laid it in God's hands that if God wanted me to do this, then he would speak through my wife in that regard. I also had a chance to uh, spend time with my kids um, and their, their spouses and talk to them about this and just told them this is something I was just thinking about and uh, just asked for their thoughts about it. And, and they were all very supportive. Uh, in fact, some of them were, were kind of excited about it. So when I come back from vacation, um, I, I, uh, we have a men's prayer group that meets every Saturday morning, and I said, "Men, I need you to pray about something. I, did, I need to make a big decision about, uh, you know, that would really impact my life. And uh, would you guys pray about it?" And of course, they always do. I really appreciate that about our men's uh, our men's prayer group. I also sought feedback from some Christian colleagues who who I knew would be honest with me and could give me, you know, objective feedback about if this was, uh, uh, you know, if I fit this, uh, this opportunity. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. That's another Christian principle as we're trying to seek the will of God uh, that we can turn to uh, counselors. So all of this took time. Um, you know, the school year had actually already started. I, I had not made a decision yet. And I, I really agree, uh, appreciate greatly Todd's patience and uh, his trust in God's timing for this decision. He even gave me the grace and gift of time to be able to uh, complete several projects I was leading in my, my current job, uh, um, which if I had left, I would have really put my, my employer, and more importantly, uh, my, my boss in a, in a really bad position. And uh, Todd gave me whatever time I needed you know, to be able to make this decision and transition. Well, kind of bringing this to a close, uh, and this is the testimony of praise. It was amazing, absolutely amazing, to see God work through every circumstance of, of concern that I could have had in accepting this position. What literally just looked like a jungle, when I, after this phone call, it looked like a jungle in front of me in terms of a path. And God, over time, just took that jungle and he made it a straight, narrow path. And I can truly say that uh, I experienced the peace of God that he promises when we approach him as Philippians 4.6 and those other passages we read said, Now some of you uh, might be thinking, you know, aren't you a little old to be starting a new career? I'm sure some of you are thinking that. I'm 64 and um, I've never been a school principal <laughs> before. I've worked in education, I've, I've observed principals, I've worked with principals, and I know how hard their job is. It's, it's not an easy job. And uh, I will say that did cross my mind. <laughs> Um, in terms of some potential anxiety, but um, this year, starting in January, all the way through almost the summer, um, uh, we, uh, a group of men um, and myself, we were studying the book of Daniel. And uh, one of the things uh, about Daniel that, that impressed me is, as we studied this book is that that he trusted God to continue to use him in great ways um, well into his 80s. And, and even 90s. Not that I'm doing anything as great as Daniel did, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, I was really impressed by that, and it was like God used that as part of those circumstances when this, this opportunity came my way. Also, a good friend of mine that I know most of you know, Mike Bracey. Mike served as school administrator at JCS well into his 70s, and and talking with him, he, he expressed confidence in me that uh, he thought I could do the same and, and do it successfully. God has blessed me with good health, and more importantly even than that, the Holy Spirit confirmed in my spirit that this is what he wanted me to do. And that's enough for me to be able to trust him and uh, you know, to be able to do this job. So I'm very grateful to God for, number one, teaching me the lessons that he taught me to prepare for, for this point in my life. And, uh, and I look forward to what is ahead, uh, is ahead when, uh, with peace of God in my heart. So I'll start my new position, Lord willing, <laughs> um, January 9th. And uh, I would greatly appreciate your prayers for me as, um, as I make this, uh, this transition to becoming an elementary school principal. So I want to close with some uh, some points of application. So, Rich, I'm not sure if I've gotten control of this back or not. So, number one, don't make plans without God. Okay, you're taking your life into your hands when you do that. Be sure it's His will that you are following, and not just your own desire and your own dream. Number two, whether you're experiencing trials and difficulties, or you're presented with a seemingly great opportunity. Thank the Lord for those circumstances and take it to him in prayer and ask him, God, what is your will? And here's something else to just add to that. Wait patiently for his answer. We're exhorted throughout Scripture to wait on the Lord. And that's, uh, that's really good wisdom. Number three, be thankful for the challenging circumstances in your life and trust God that he's working them out for good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And so all that God had me go through with the Spring Army University, that he, was all, he was working that out for good. He had a plan in mind. He always has a plan in mind. He has a plan for our lives. And we need to seek him in order to know what that plan is. Number four, if God is clearly leading you in a certain direction, trust him for the means to accomplish the ends. Um, Abraham is a great illustration of this. In Genesis 12:1, God said to Abraham, get out of your country to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. Abraham had no idea at the time where he was going, and yet he obeyed God, and look what God did. He did exactly what he said. He made Abraham into a great nation. And then point number five, always be open to change and God's direction for your life, no matter how old you are, and believe that God can still use you for his purposes and for his glory. So at this time, I, I, want, to give, I want to give you the opportunity to share um, testimonies of Thanksgiving for how God has been good uh, to you and has blessed you. And while you're thinking about that and collecting your thoughts about that, um, Don Freeman handed me uh, a testimony of Thanksgiving. She had to be downstairs in the in the library, or not the library, in the uh, yeah in the library in the nursery, and she said says this. Our church family has experienced many hard trials this past year. I am thankful for the many ways I have seen the Lord comfort, provide, and strengthen these individuals in amazing ways. It has been a marvelous testimony of God's faithfulness and how he will use uh, use a willing body of believers as his hands and his feet. All right, so that's a great start. Um, who else would be willing to share a testimony of uh, Thanksgiving this morning? You don't have to come up here and share it. Um, we have a microphone. Adam's holding a microphone in his hand, and uh, that's just so we can hear everybody in the congregation can hear you, but uh, who would be the first to start? Okay. Thanks, Kay. Can you, you can sit down. That's fine. You can stay seated. But uh, if you could use the microphone, that way would, that would we all can hear you.
1: All right. Well, I was married young.
0: Okay, speak strong. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Kay. Thanks for sharing. Who would be next? Remember Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Doesn't have to be long.
2: Because I'm a techno geek. I love this stuff. Anyway, uh, my Thanksgiving is um, as all of us experienced in 2020, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the families just could not get together, and we, uh, our extended family, got together here on Thursday, and, and it just it sent shivers down down my arms, and just the, the even though we picked up where we'd left off from, um, you know, when we couldn't meet in 2020. So uh, we, we got a chance to pray, got a chance to pray. Um, uh, everyone was just, we were, you know, sharing uh, different stories. And, and it was just what, it reminded me of what makes and what God had in mind when he had the design for families. That, um, you know, expanded on through the church and, and all the people um, that we get a chance to interact with. Uh, and, and good food. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was good food, too. So I'm very thankful for that opportunity that it just seemed to come back to normalcy again for uh, myself and my wife and the rest of our family. And we get a chance to share our faith. You know, people are in a more receptive mood, especially after a lot of good turkey and and pumpkin pie. But on a serious note, you know, it's non-threatening. And so it seemed like um, Pastor Jason's... Um, uh, uh, sermons up until uh, Thursday you know um, there were a lot of principles that were first in my mind as I was meeting with people that I might not normally uh, share Jesus with Mm -hmm. so that was a very thankful thing and
0: and I look forward to more that's great Pete thanks for sharing who would be next Kathy, over here.
3: All right. So I have something to share and I've been very excited about. We got to see firsthand God just do something miraculous in our lives. So my mom passed two years ago in September. We hadn't dealt with her house We've just been letting it sit on the west side of the state. Uh, we had a renter in it. But anyway, we decided now's the time. We need to do this. And when we went in after the renter left, it was unbelievable. And it was overwhelming. We thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> God cleared Rick's schedule. And in four days, we cleaned my mother's house out. There were things of my grandparents in there, just um, story after story of that. But we were able to clean it all out. The following Tuesday, we put it on the market. And by Saturday, we had four offers. Wow. Or was it five? (laughs) Anyway uh we just closed on it on Wednesday and to see that happen and see God's leading his faithfulness, his loving kindness towards us in carrying us through cleaning her house out all the memories it was bittersweet but it was it needed to be done and we're just so thankful my heart is just overflowing with what God did for us.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord for that. That's incredible. Who will be next?
4: Um, The last few months have been pretty tough um, with Gail's dad uh, declining. And um, I've been really in awe of how Gail uh, stood up to the pressure of all the... uh, Overnight stays in ER with him, uh, appointments, tests, procedures, his surgeries, and um, then he passed last Sunday, and um, it was just amazing to see how God worked it all out. <coughs> um, we didn't do it as fast as you did. Uh, it took us three months <laughs> to get the house prepared to sell, and um, and yet it was perfect, um, this two Saturdays ago, he signed the purchase agreement for the buyers. He It was closed on Saturday, and he passed on Sunday. And um, and then just to see um, how God worked out the entire funeral. Um, we'd never done that before, but he just took all care of everything. And I'm really thankful for um, <coughs> all my kids that are home. We didn't think they are all going to be home for Thanksgiving but now they are and um, I'm really thankful for um, just the lives that each one of them have as a Christian family and uh, I, I shouldn't have you know if you look back at the way I was raised you would think this would never happen that I would have Christian children Christian families um, my dad wasn't like that at all and uh but I accepted Christ when I was probably, I think I was 16, <clears throat> and I decided that uh, my life was not going to be like his life, mm-hmm. and the Lord helped me, it was, it was all him, I appreciate
0: it. Uh, thanks for sharing, boy, praise the Lord. Anybody else? i like to share a testimony of thanksgiving. going once going twice all right let's let's close uh in prayer while the uh, music team comes up and uh, they'll be sharing a song with us in closing father um thank you for these testimonies and uh i know there are more in, in the hearts of uh the people here and lord you are so good you are so patient lord and um and uh, you work things out for good in our lives, even even when the circumstances seem seem very difficult. And I'm so thankful for that, Lord, that uh, that you do that. And um, Father, help us to uh, to walk with you and to trust you, and to seek you with thanksgiving, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives, with a thankful heart, a thankful attitude, and. Uh, Lord, we just desire to know you. And uh, we know that you have a plan for each of our lives. Help us to live out that plan, Lord, that our desires will be the same as your desires. And we just thank you for what you'll do. In Jesus' precious name, amen.